Hindsight is twenty twenty. Did you ever hear that as a kid? Did you ever hear people say that or reference that? And you didn't know what they were talking about and you didn't totally understand what they were referring to. I never really knew that it actually meant something. I just felt like it was some random saying for old people. One of those things that people <laughs> just say, like I remember when I had a friend who mentioned something to his mom and she said, well, did you just fall off the back of a turnip truck? And he said, mom, nobody says that anymore. Like literally <laughs> nobody mean? says that. <laughs> and yeah, so I think hindsight is twenty twenty is one of those things that didn't make sense to me until I became a little bit older. And to be able to look back and understand the reference and the analogy of looking back, everything's crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're young, granted, I mean, just to give you a little credit, when you're young, you don't really have that much to look back on. I mean, you are like five or seven or something. Yeah. Or (laughs) yeah. I mean, even like 15, like how many years do you have to go back to? um, But like the way that situations play out, and I feel like this is a perfect episode for the end of January. Mm -hmm. And... I don't want to. I don't want to harp on you if like you had set some goals and some resolutions and you've you've dwindled on them or maybe you've stopped doing them already. I have never done that. Never would do that, right? <laughs> Ever. Ever. <laughs> um, so if you've done that, it's okay, and and just just start back up. Just pick up where you left off. It's okay. Like we we all drop things um, from time to time, and sometimes commitments that we make they end up taking a backseat because of whatever it is but i think that this episode is so perfect and so important for the end of january because generally it's something like you know 25 50 75 percent of the way through january is when people drop off on their resolution and it just kind of happens Mm -hmm. but well no one goes into making resolutions and setting goals to just immediately like bail on them because I don't want to say I don't even want to say fail because that's I mean naturally we all have a fear of failure but I don't really see that as failing I I feel like it's more like bailing on your plan like oh I'm just gonna give up sugar and then the next day you're like oh my gosh I want sugar so bad like it's it's really hard and then you bail because suddenly you're rifling through the house and you find that random bag of marshmallows and suddenly you know you get your sugar fix yeah, I think the the bailing or the failing really comes back to the mental side of things. Mm-hmm. Like, Are you what, judging me for marshmallows? <laughs> I don't think you would ever consume marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, but really, it's like it's the mindset in it. Mm-hmm. And so what we're talking about today in reference to uh, marketing, the reason that it, it pertains is because we personally can be in this spot where we look back and we look back and we say, man, it would have been so easier if. This is Marketing Breakthrough. Whether you've been at it for years in your job, you own your own company, you're crushing the side hustle, or you're just getting started, outside perspective is crucial. I'm Jay. And I'm India. And it's time for a breakthrough experience in your marketing journey. Let's get to it. The inspiration for this episode was actually a fitness challenge that we were doing back in October of 2021. 
Oh, Squattober. It was it was awesome. It was challenging. <laughs> it was difficult. And there were days when you don't necessarily want to do it. And what happened was like every day. So you do three or four days of, of squats every day. And then you'd have a break day. But each day that went up, it would increase by five or 10 or even 20 squats. So even on the break days. Yeah. 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 But it would. So it, it got to be a lot. So like the last day of October... I had 250 to do and it was insane. (laughs) It was, and it was a lot, but I remember having moments. So I missed a couple of days and throughout the month. And when I would miss a day, then the the following day I would make it up. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, whatever excuse you want to make for yourself of like, Oh, I got busy or didn't you have to do like four or 500 squats one day? Like I can't even remember it got to be, yeah, it, it got to so be a bad. few. I think I had three days that had compiled and, and you get to a point where, you know, whatever, whatever excuse you're making and it seems legitimate in the moment, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just tired or I ran out of time or I had other things to do. And it seems so important and it seems so justifiable. And then you get to the end of, uh, of the challenge or you look back on it at some point and you think, man. It wasn't really worth this like innate feeling of failure that I have. Like I just, I bailed on the commitment that I made and it actually would have been really easy, you know, 15 days ago to do this. And so like, I never let it go for more than three days and then I would just make them all up. And Mm -hmm. so I got to the end of the month and I finished them on time and I was actually really excited about it. And, um, it's, it's difficult sometimes in the moment, but looking back on what it was that we had to do, it's so much easier to see where we could have added more effort. Mm-hmm. Because when we look back on our creative goal or our marketing campaign or a dietary goal or a fitness goal, and to look back and say, yeah, I did you know, 90% of it. I did 95% of it. And then to go, man, would that extra 5 or 10% have been so difficult to put throughout the month? Mm-hmm. Or even if you say, I'm going to go 30 days without um, drinking alcohol or without drinking soda or without drinking whatever it is, and you have one cheat day in there, and you're like, was that really so important to me? that I was willing to let it interfere with this goal that Mm -hmm. I had set. I wonder what would happen if we could learn to look at things from hindsight before they are hindsight. Ooh, I like that. A few weeks ago, I was working on this blog post and I got really, really inspired by Get Different by Mike Michalowicz. It's an amazing book. And especially in the beginning chapters, you get pumped. Like I was listening to it and I had my notepad out and I was like, oh my gosh, this is just gold. And I was really, really challenged. And it reminded me of something that I've actually been processing through for years now. And I, I've made my peace with it. I, I've definitely like let go of an old way of thinking. And a lot of it came back to that, that imposter syndrome and how I just, I was trying so hard to be somebody that I wasn't, but specifically in the professional world. And it's a, it's a combination of things. Cause I think that for me on my specific, my perspective, not just the two of us as with our business, but just for me, 
I have been trying so hard to be that like ultra professional woman, like thinking about what I'm wearing and how I present myself and even the way that I talk and sound and trying to be this idea of a woman in marketing. And yet that idea was never forced upon me. No one ever said, Hey, you have to act this way or look this way or be this way. I mean, it's honestly, it's probably a combination of movies and TV and just personal expectations because of insecurity. But I just tried so hard to be this other person and looking back on that period of time in our lives, I just, what a waste, you know, it's exhausting and it's just unnecessary. And especially with what Mike McCallowicks was talking about in his book, it, it really challenged me to recognize that being different or being who I genuinely am in my quirkiness and the way that I talk. And yes, sometimes I sound like a teenager genuinely makes me my unique self. And that is true authenticity, especially in the world of marketing. If you're a coach trying to market yourself, or if you're, um, you know, marketing a brand, but you're trying to explain how you are different compared to the competition, being authentic and being unique within those weird little quirky bits and pieces are what really help you stand out. That's what helps you connect and relate with your audience. Now, thinking about the old version of our business and how I was so focused, especially with my goals on being that quote unquote marketing agency, like whatever that by definition looks like and, and how we were trying so hard to, you know, get clients. And then I was trying to have these amazing team meetings and build everybody up. And all of those are amazing, great things. And it wasn't that they were bad. It's just that I was doing them for the wrong reasons because I was trying so hard to be like everyone else when in actuality, they weren't really all that necessary. I mean, team meetings are absolutely important. I mean, don't get me wrong. We definitely have to make sure that we're empowering and pouring into the people that work for us. But recognizing that we should be pushing ourselves to do things because they matter, not because we have this insecurity or feeling like we're imposters or we're trying to be somebody that we're not. And in hindsight, it's so much easier to look back on and see where you could have been more you Mm -hmm. or to see where you could have been more authentic as opposed to in the moment where it feels like you're you're trying to be authentic or you think that you're being authentic you think that you're being you and <laughs> and really like you're kind of getting lost in the shuffle of trying to be somebody else um i mean on a side note and an unpaid promotion uh the book get different if you are in marketing you need to be reading this book oh my gosh yes it is a game changer it is challenging it is encouraging and it has it's honestly been pivotal over the beginning of this year. And I I received at the end of 2021 and I put it on the shelf and uh, it looked really intriguing, but I had a couple other books that I wanted to read. And finally I started it and was just entranced by the information. And 
he actually was about to go for a run. And I, I just want to share this because I thought it was fantastic. You were about to go for a run and you said, India, you have to listen to this right now. And so he was going to go for a run. I was going to stay at the office. And suddenly he's like, okay, my watch won't connect to my phone. So I'm going to listen to it at the same time. And you listen to it. Then we're going to talk as soon as I get back. And so I had to like turn it up to one and a half speed to like keep up with you. But it was just it was amazing. It was so good. And suddenly I was just amped. Here's what you didn't know is that I listened to everything at one and a half speed. So you would have had to be going like two or two and a half speed in order to oh, well. catch up to me. Oh my gosh. Two um, and a half speed. He talks so fast on the recording too. No, one and a half. <laughs> one, so in this case, I wasn't actually reading the book. I was consuming the book. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, listening to it because I'm able to go for a run or go for a road bike ride and I'm able to listen and get information at the same time as I'm working out. And I really enjoy that. Um, but one and a half speed is generally where I listen to it at. Sometimes I bump it up to two, but he does talk pretty fast. So anyway, <laughs> amazing book, total sidebar of this conversation, but you need that book if you're in marketing. So when we look back in hindsight, it's easy to see where we could have improved or where we could have uh, where we could have capitalized on certain moments. And an example of this is there's a, a restaurant that I was working with and it's been about 2 years since I was working with them last and and I've watched the things that they've done and sometimes we just get so in, ingrained in this mindset of I got to do it myself. I've got to figure things out mm -hmm. and I have to keep pushing forward on my own. And to bring in somebody to help is, you know, maybe more than we want to spend right now, or it doesn't really make sense or we, we can, we can do it. We have some people in house and, and over the years I have come to an understanding and, I can actually advocate more intentionally that you should have an internal marketing team as opposed to outsourcing your marketing. Mm -hmm. I believe wholeheartedly in that now. And there are some people that an external marketing team can be a little bit more beneficial um, and advantageous at times. And having different people that are available is, is useful because maybe not everybody in your internal team can do all the things that you will need to do forever. Like, you may not need a web designer mm -hmm. inside. Well, and that's a short-term project that's it, not like, you know, exactly. over the next 10 years. Not ongoing. And so companies need an internal marketing team for the most part. It increases authenticity. It increases, increases legitimacy. It increases fun and interaction. It, it will help with engagement if done right. And this company had decided that they didn't want uh, help at anymore and they didn't want to have conversations about what could be done and they wanted to do it on their own and i saw so many places where things could have been used to their advantage so many different pieces of marketing that could have been improved upon so many different ideas so many things that they had talked about and sometimes when we're so close to the conversation we just get boxed in and we have a hard time seeing outside of that and so the day-to-day -day operations or you know I'll refer to it as being in the weeds and you get so blinded by everything that is going on on a regular basis that 
you're having a hard time figuring out what's next. Mm. Where can we add creativity? Where can we be fun? What are the things that we had talked about a year ago that we haven't even begun to introduce? And and I've watched the the entirety of the business kind of wane a little bit just because they decided that they were a little bit more gung-ho on doing it on their own. I want to point out that it's really easy to take what we're talking about and focus on the negative. And that's not what we're saying. We're not saying you need to look back on your January or look back on your past year or, you know, the last campaign or, or whatever, and really beat yourself up. We're not, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about, man, I'm such a failure. And why did I do this? Because that's not going to help you at all. We're talking about looking back and learning from it. doing better and taking those opportunities and saying, Oh wow, how can I kind of flip this around? How can I, you know, pick myself up and start over again? And really every day is a new opportunity. And in that every day being a new opportunity, it's an opportunity to look at where you could improve and look at the things that are, are coming down the pipeline, things that you can do in your next steps in order to get closer to the goals that you want to accomplish. And so again, to reiterate that, we don't I don't want you to to focus on on the negative of oh we didn't do this, we didn't do this, we didn't do this and and to get into this rut, but to more see it as oh wow, yeah, we could have added a another piece, another drop, another ounce, another another dash of um <laughs> These are all all baking references from somebody who doesn't bake. Um, but <laughs> just another another little bit of something in order to make that a little bit better. Man, what if we had had somebody that could have given us that outside perspective, or why didn't we think about that? And and so you look at this marketing campaign that you did, and you you can look back and you go, oh man, we actually we missed this big when we initially discussed the campaign. Our focus was on X, and when we and when we executed the campaign, we actually hit Y and Z, and we didn't talk about X at all. And what did we miss? Like, where were the notes that we were reviewing? that allowed us to miss that entirely? Who was it that initiated that conversation about X initially? And are they still here? Um, or, or was there a reason that we didn't hit it? And so it's not focusing on the negative. Like we didn't do this and it's terrible, but it's, we didn't do this. What can we do better next time? Mm -hmm. And when it comes to outside perspective, I think it I think it can effectively fast track the things that you're doing. Mm, I like that. Because you have an internal marketing team that is working so hard on creating those day-to-day operations, mm-hmm. those day-to-day marketing pieces. And we can get focused and we get wrapped up in insider jargon. And outside perspective, that person should be able to effectively give you some hindsight before it's hindsight. 
Well, and this is why I, I mean, we are speaking from experience. This is why I've struggled with this is because I was the one who was like, no, we can, we can do this. We can figure it out. I mean, I am a firm believer in Googling everything and YouTubing things and learning and, you know, growing as much as I can, but you can only do so much with the friends and the acquaintances and the circle around you. And I mean, yes, you can read. Those are um, important things to do, but there's also like, how do you find the right books? How, where are you going to find those perfect recommendations that are really going to push you in the direction you want to go? Yeah. And we, and we can get so focused on doing it ourselves and we, we don't want that. Our pride doesn't want to ask. And we think that we're going to be so far behind where we should be. So we don't want to ask somebody where we should be. And, and actually I told somebody this, I gave somebody this insight. If you're in the, if you sell like life insurance, um, that's a free bit of information for you. But one of the things is like, one of the things when it comes to life insurance is that your potential or prospective customers, they don't know what questions to ask you and they don't want to look like an idiot. So we've done an episode uh, previously called uh, Answer the Questions They're Not Asking. Mm -hmm. And this talks about it a little bit, but they don't want to look dumb. And so they don't know what to ask you and they don't know exactly what to do or if you're a financial planner. I have been in this spot where I have been looking at these things, thinking about these things, but I can only acquire so much information online, but I don't want to call somebody because I'm afraid that that conversation is going to be, well, Jay, you're way behind. Like (laughs) you're, wow, you should have thought of this 10 years ago. You should have been doing this 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Right. And all these, and all these conversations and I'm scared of looking bad and, in reality, most people don't look at you that way. If you talk to somebody who's in the life insurance industry and you know and you're you're looking to get that or if you are in the life in- insurance industry and and that's how you feel about people like that's a that's a a fact check moment like you should check yourself and um <laughs> or if you're trying to get life insurance and somebody makes you feel that way you should not work with them yeah no uh, be, <laughs> because it's supposed to be a good relationship but you want to find that person that's like oh man you're great like no i totally understand you could have started this three years ago but where you're at is absolutely fine we can catch you up in no time mm-hmm. this is good and sometimes we get so ingrained with this idea that i want to do it on my own I want to uh, stumble my way through. Mm-hmm. I can figure it out. And it really doesn't serve us well. No. At the end of 2020, I reached out to somebody that I knew through Facebook. And he was an acquaintance that somebody I had done work for in the past had introduced me to, said, This guy's amazing. I had seen and watched some of his Facebook posts and some of the stories that he told. And I ended up reaching out to him at the end of 2020. And I said, Hey, I don't know what it is that you're doing and what it is that you're putting together, but I'm really intrigued. And I would love to have a conversation with you about it. And, and he said, Oh, that'd be perfect. Jay, let's set up a call. We did this call. And he said, you know what? I think you're, you're perfect addition to the group. And 
I ended up joining this mastermind community and it was this community where I was far from the smartest person in the room. (laughs) Sorry, I shouldn't have laughed. (laughs) That's okay. My wife is making fun of me. Um, No, it's okay because I was far from the smartest person in the room and I needed to be there. Mm -hmm. And it was a gut check moment. And I went to an event with this community in December of 2020 and I felt so insecure Mm. about being there. And coming back to hindsight, I didn't have any reason to be insecure about being there Mm -hmm. because I was just being me. Well, and I remember you even saying you came or when we had that conversation, you said, man, I just feel like I wasted so much time because I was so caught up in being insecure and worried about my my right, my deserving to be in that room. Yeah. And people just wanted me to be me. Mm-hmm. And so I actually ended up apologizing to the community. Um, and which was, which was hard. Like that was like a moment of eating crow. That was, I was so impressed <laughs> and, and difficult in and of itself. Um, but I wasted, no, I wasted close to nine months, um, in that community and, and not, it wasn't that whole time that I was being insecure, but I wasted about nine months of my life in that community um, that I'm still a part of, but I wasted that time because I wasn't willing to open up completely and I was too insecure to let people in and to see the the chink in the armor and, and the weaknesses and the difficulties and the struggles that I was having. But once I was able to start asking people questions and being myself, then people started answering me and I started getting answers that were far more valuable mm-hmm. because they were the answers that I actually needed and actually had questions to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we were talking to a business coach uh, not too long ago And he said, you can work for 10 years trying to get to that certain goal and trying to get to that place. Or you can work with me for one year and I can show you exactly how to do it. And suddenly you're there. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh, that was so, I mean, I just, it hit me so hard. Like, oh, if we had just asked for help or just put ourselves in a position where we could learn more or, you know. And unfortunately, when we get so caught up in doing it on our own and figuring it out on our own. And sometimes we we look at the immediate spend that it's going to cost us to bring in this outside perspective or to bring in uh, somebody to help us with this project. And we, we push it off because of that, but it would have really expedited the process so much that the amount that we spent would actually be somewhat irrelevant at that point. And so if you are that that marketing lead and you you have this idea of something that you want to do and you're kind of looking back on the last year or last two years of marketing within the company and you're saying hey what if we would have done a b and c and you are you're trying to get some outside perspective, but maybe there's a little bit of pushback with the the ownership or the upper level management, and you're having a little bit of resistance on spending any money because they're not necessarily seeing a return. It would be more advantageous to bring in somebody to help and consult and 
uh, and maybe even do some of those things in order to take that marketing to the next level instead of having to look back again a year from now and have this conversation all over again or have this fear and have this look at marketing of, ah, it just doesn't work. It's just not, it's not getting us anywhere. Uh, Those kind of conversations. A conversation that I recently had with somebody is this gal that's running marketing for the company that she works in. And she started out doing marketing in the sense of Facebook and Instagram posts. They have Google ads running in the background and she was brought in to help with their marketing. And the focus of that marketing was just social media. And she's probably one of the best examples of the, the ideal client and the person that we work with um, on a regular basis is the person that as we like to describe you get thrown to the wolves and Mm -hmm. maybe maybe you're right there right now where somebody said hey you know how to post on facebook and instagram you know social media why don't you be our marketing person and your response is yeah well sure i don't (laughs) i don't i i mean i could i guess yeah i don't marketing yeah and so anyway it's kind of this this roundabout thing maybe you've dabbled a little bit in uh, building websites through templates or whatever but maybe you're not 100% proficient in it or you're not 100% confident I bet you could do it if you applied yourself mm-hmm. um, and and if you were if you were confident about it and everything um, because you probably have way more skills than you believe that you do mm-hmm. um, because that's what happens when I talk to people in that same similar situation and anyway but you get thrown to the wolves and so this gal that i was talking to is that now the business owner is saying hey we want you to build our website we want you to do more of our marketing we want you to design some things for uh, some print media that we're trying to put out we want you to do uh this that and the other thing and she's feeling a little overwhelmed by it actually and this is where sometimes outside perspective can be so advantageous Mm -hmm. because some of the things that she's being asked to do, she doesn't know how to do. So some of them would take her so long to learn that it would be more advantageous to sub those out. There are some things that she's being asked to do that she's overwhelmed by, but she could do very, very easily. And then there are some things that she just is being asked to do and she doesn't understand why they're important. Mm, Yeah. And so when we get down the road, she'll be able to look back in hindsight and go, oh yeah, that wasn't as overwhelming as it felt in that moment. But right now, there's a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of moving parts and pieces that she has to quickly pick up kind of like the game of jacks, which I didn't play a lot, but like bounce the ball, pick up as many jacks as you can. And that's kind of where it's at with this marketing. And so we have a video course that we recommend called results and it's a marketing intensive. It's a video course that is designed to basically give a 30,000 foot overview of what it looks like to market your company and why all the different areas of marketing are so advantageous. Results is perfect for the person who is trying to avoid that hindsight 2020 type of thing. Like if you're trying to fast track your marketing plan or even your goals, just fast tracking your goals, results is a great opportunity for you to actually learn the material and apply it and do it really, really well, but in a much quicker format rather than trying to just fumble your way through it on your own. So if the point of conversation is 
trying to gain hindsight before we're in that position of hindsight and before we need to see in the rearview mirror, so to speak, how is it that we can put ourselves in a position to see that hindsight? And I'm going to stress to you, and I can't stress enough, that it comes from outside perspective. Yeah. Having outside perspective or giving yourself enough time and space to get away from the wall. And I have, I have this idea. I haven't found the perfect place to capture the imagery of it, but I really want a picture of somebody up against a brick wall and then a, so the photo, literally you see like the back of their head and a brick wall and then the next photo is them standing in the exact same spot, but somebody like up on a building looking back. And so when you're up against that brick, all you can see is the brick and that's all that's in front of you. But when you get back a hundred feet or 80 feet or, you know, even, even 20 feet, you can see that there's an easy way to go around. Mm -hmm. There's, there's ways to, you know, maybe there's a, a staircase to the top of this building that you're up against. There's an alleyway. There's a way to get around. And and all it takes is that that someone that has that perspective to go, hey, but literally all you have to do is take three steps to your left and you'll be out of this predicament. You'll be away from the wall. And so... I love that imagery. How do we get into that mental headspace? of getting our marketing to see the hindsight before we're in a position of actually seeing the hindsight. So I hope that's helpful. I'm so excited about what you're doing and what you're creating. And I want to be a part of that journey. I want to hear what is going on within your journey. And so if you would send me your aha moments, send me your big breakthrough ideas, send me the things that stood out to you at aha at marketingbreakthrough.co, A-H-A at marketingbreakthrough.co and good luck. Marketing Breakthrough is a resource designed to provide tools to implement your next breakthrough idea. To access other resources or to book a coaching one-on-one with India or myself, go to marketingbreakthrough.co.